So Donald Trump with a big win in South Carolina over Nikki Haley, who, you know, her team thought that a lot of the polling wasn't wasn't indicative of what they were hearing on the ground, what they were seeing behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, um, another 20 point victory for for the former president um, certainly puts him on the fast track to to the nomination and certain shakeups at the RNC. Um, Donald Trump seems to be setting himself up very nicely to be the GOP representative once again in, in, a, in a clash to what most people expect to be uh, President Joe Biden and Donald Trump once again. Uh, Caroline Lovett's the National Press Secretary for the Trump campaign, and she joins us. Caroline, it's good to have you. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We really appreciate it, especially ahead of your state's big primary tomorrow. And we encourage everyone to please get out and vote. We can continue this momentum and sending a very strong message to the Democrats in November. Well, talk to me about that momentum, because uh, as, as I mentioned the Haley campaign thought that they were going to be able to keep things really close in South Carolina. Obviously, uh, Donald Trump pulled away at the end in, in almost uh, the same numbers that we saw in Iowa, a, a 20 point percentage win. Um, what does that momentum mean for Donald Trump heading into Michigan tomorrow and then and then certainly going into Super Tuesday? Well, he most certainly has all of the momentum on his side now. As you just mentioned, we had a massive victory in Iowa, President Trump beating the rest of the field by more than 30 points. He beats Nikki Haley by double digits in New Hampshire. He won all of the delegates in Nevada. Nikki Haley didn't even compete in the caucus there. She lost to literally none of the above on the primary ballot. And then President Trump served her another deafening blow in her own backyard. The people who know her best rejected her by more than 20 points. President Trump receiving 44 delegates from the great Palmetto State. And so at this point, Uh, It's mathematically impossible for anyone other than President Trump to be the Republican nominee. We've been saying this would be the case for months, but that man continues to prove himself with every state that he competes in. And so heading into Michigan tomorrow, we're focused now on sending a message, not only to Nikki Haley, but more importantly to Joe Biden and to the Democrats and to the radical establishment that is trying to ruin our country, that President Trump is going to be the Republican nominee of the party and the American people want to reelect him again as president. And so that's why we encourage everyone to get out again tomorrow. Uh, We don't want to be complacent in any state while we have all the momentum and the Republican Party is now fully unified around the president. Uh, We still want to get out in mass record of numbers uh, to, again, show that we're we're not we're coming to play in every single state in November, including Michigan. You know, uh, coming up later in the show, later in the hour, 248, we're going to talk about President Biden's and, and the relationship that he has with unions, particularly the UAW. Donald Trump met with the Teamsters recently uh, in a meeting he said was uh, was productive and and mm-hmm. was productive in a in a really positive way for him and the Republican Party. Uh, in fact, uh, I saw a report that the Teamsters was going to make a donation to the RNC for the first time in many, many years. And and while there's no been no uh, uh, endorsement by that particular union, there does seem to be um, a, a at least a union lean uh, among some rank and file uh, union workers uh, for Donald Trump. D- does he uh, how, how does he look uh, at a state like Michigan with a lot of union workers um, and, and, and the type of, of state that we are here uh, in, in Michigan? How does he view the state? President Trump loves the state of Michigan. 
He loves union workers. He loves the American worker, and that's why he did so much to help union workers and laborers across this country in his first term in office. And that's why, you know, it's frustrating to see sometimes uh, the heads of these unions, as you mentioned, UAW uh, and others that decide to go against the will of their own voters and endorse uh, Joe Biden, who has been disastrous for the American worker. I mean, just look at Biden's open border policy right now. They have allowed nearly 10 million illegal people into this country. They don't have a plan to deport any of them. As a matter of fact, Biden is pushing for 2.5 million legal work permits for these illegal people to come and take American jobs, right? Good paying uh, jobs from our hardworking laborers and union workers across every industry in this country. And you also have Biden's economic record and record high inflation wages uh, are not keeping up with the pace of inflation in Joe Biden's America. None of this was the case under President Trump. Joe Biden and Obama and politicians on both sides of the aisle have long said that they're a champion for union workers. Their records don't show it. President Trump does. He had the lowest unemployment uh, in history under his administration. He renegotiated NAFTA, the disastrous trade deal, and signed into the USMCA. He punished China with brutal tariffs that helped American workers and brought jobs back here home. So if you look at the records of Biden and Trump, they're really incomparable on this issue. And if you're a worker in Michigan listening to this right now, it's best for you and your pocketbook and your family to vote for Donald Trump to rebuild our economy for another four years. You know, a a number of years ago, uh, when I was the executive producer for Frank Beckman here on WJR, uh, the president invited us out to Washington, D.C. We did a show from from the White House uh, and and, uh, we got to go to the Oval Office with the president and interview him uh, in the Roosevelt Room. And at that time, uh, there were a number of of investigations going on against him, whether it was Russia or, or a number of others. Uh, and he, he talked about how they were politically motivated then. He, he continues to maintain that a number of these cases, charges he, that he's facing, continues to be politically motivated. How how concerned is he with those cases in front of him? Uh, and and is that why Nikki Haley continues to stay in this race in the event that Donald Trump can't run? Uh, she'll be there? Well, a lot of people do say that about Nikki Haley, that she's serving the interests of the Democrat Party who want to remove President Trump illegally and unconstitutionally off of the ballot. They want to take away the will and the right of American voters across this country to decide their nominee. And now Nikki Haley is doing the bidding of Democrats. I mean, just look at just follow the money. Look at where her donations are coming in. They're coming in from top Democrat donors such as Reid Hoffman, who have funded some of the very same political witch hunts and lawsuits that we're seeing against President Trump right now. Uh, so that as for that, uh, you know, her her uh, her intentions in this race have become pretty clear. Uh, but as for President Trump, he is fighting tooth and nail against every single one of these sham cases. And the truth is slowly but surely being revealed in all of them. You know, you look at Fulton County, Georgia, what's happening right now with the allegations about Fannie Willis and her alleged lover who are who's prosecuting President Trump in that case. There was a story out this morning saying that sources are saying that the Biden administration actually implanted someone in Fannie Willis's office to help her go after President Trump. We know Letitia James in New York who's bringing on another sham case, met with the Biden White House months before indicting the president in his home state. Uh, You know, so every single one of these cases share similarities. 
They're all being brought by far-left Democrat prosecutors who are partisan, who are abusing their position of power to target the former president and help Joe Biden. And all of them are happening at the same time. That is not a coincidence. These are election interference cases happening in the midst of an election where Joe Biden is incredibly weak. President Trump is strong because people remember just how much better their lives were. Uh, So we have the truth on our side. President Trump has the best legal team in the business. He will continue to fight this in the courtroom and on the campaign trail. And we're confident, ultimately, truth and justice God bless, will prevail. I have 30 seconds left here. The president's base is so strong, but going forward, especially into tomorrow's primary, uh, what is the message for people who are might be on the fence about Donald Trump, maybe want to support Nikki Haley, maybe are, are, are independent and, and could see this thing going both ways? What's the message? A vote for Nikki Haley is a vote for Joe Biden. You need to get out and vote for President Trump to make this country great again. He secured our border. He made our communities safer. He restored peace around this world. The first president in the modern era not to get us into new wars. He rebuilt our economy. He's more determined than ever to do all of that and more. So get out, make your voices heard against the Democrats and the establishment who are trying to destroy our country. We cannot afford four more years of Joe Biden. Can we imagine what America would look like with four more years of him in the White House? It would be a completely unrecognizable nation. So tomorrow's your chance to go out and make your voice heard. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, you got it. That's Caroline Levitt, the press secretary for the Trump campaign. Got to take a break. More next.